The end of life is often something we don't talk about as a culture, but is a certainty that we'll all have to deal with it eventually. And it's something that we can actually prepare for with our loved ones. I have to say I'm one of those people who really don't give it any thought. I don't find it very pleasant, but I have to acknowledge that this is something that you can ease a lot of the pain and suffering emotionally and practically of the people that are left behind after we're gone. The way I think about it, whenever we get a terminal diagnosis, our doctors always tell us to get our affairs in order. But why should they be out of order in the first place? We could just lay down some ground rules that the rest of our family members and loved ones can follow. So I really appreciated Catherine Minnick's work on how to die well because this is an important topic that literally nobody talks about but everyone has to go through. It was covered on the Simplify podcast, which is from the Blinkist app. The Blinkist app is basically TLDR as a service, book summaries as a service. I was a big fan of them about two to three years ago where I spent 90 days reading one book a day via Blinkist. And the podcast is the extension of that. They interview book authors and go a little bit more in depth and then ask them for their own recommendations of other books. And I thought that this discussion on how to die well was just mind-blowing. I never heard anything like it. And here it is. What are a few questions that we should be asking ourselves to prepare for our own deaths? When we're well, I think probably what we need to be thinking about is the, the practicalities. So have I written a will? You're never too young to write a will. Mm. Um, Have I talked with my family about the sort of funeral that I might like? Those can be good places to start. And I would encourage people to do that at a family gathering. So, you know, for uh, the American Thanksgiving holidays or for Christmas holiday or Hanukkah, whenever families gather, to just take 15 minutes and think about the things that we need to know about each other. Because if any of us became so sick that we were unable to speak for ourselves, we are the people who will be asked to speak for each other. So do I know what you would want if you couldn't tell the doctors and nurses what you wanted? So that kind of preparatory conversation when we're well is really helpful. Um, The other thing that we see at the very end of people's lives is a rush for sorting out relationships And I think the best day to sort out relationships is probably today. So the Chinese have a a saying. um, They say, when's the best time to plant a tree? And the answer is 10 years ago. Hmm. And when's the second best time to plant a tree? And the answer is today. So let's not delay. Let's not wait. What we see consistently is people wanting to sort out relationships, wanting either to offer forgiveness or to ask for forgiveness. So I'm sorry and I forgive you are really common messages at the very end of life. Well, don't wait till you're dying because you mightn't have the good fortune to have a deathbed and get the chance to have that conversation. So why not sort it out now? Mm. Um Thank you is a really, really important message. And people who are looking back over their lives feel huge gratitude and want to be able to thank many, many people. But the most important message is I love you. And although we may say that and may use those words to people with whom we're very intimate, actually, we feel something that is love for people who are more distant than that. And somehow being sick enough to die can make us brave enough to say it. But actually, if we're brave enough to say it anyway, it enhances those relationships even more. So 
why not do it now? Why not just make a list of all those people who mean huge things to us and then tell them, send them an email, write them a letter, drop them a text, have a cup of tea with them, sit down and just let them know how much they mean. Nobody minds being told that they're special and they're loved. You will never upset somebody by saying that to them. Mm. I'm getting teary over here, Catherine. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. It's it's lovely. It's it's a it's a good theory. I'm just, you know, pulling myself together for a second. So you mentioned before that the holidays might be might be a good time to talk with your family about what you want at the end of your life. Hmm. Um how do you start that conversation? It's really hard, isn't it? So Yeah. Uh, you I guess one of the things to do is to suggest in advance that we're going to talk about this when we gather and it's not going to take longer than 30 minutes. So we promise that we're going to do it early on in the gathering and then we're going to do something really lovely together afterwards rather than knowing all the way through dinner that, you know, after dessert we're going to talk about death. Um, that's kind of going to dampen the feasting, isn't it, a little bit. So do it with the, uh, do it with the starters or do it with the, the drinks before dinner. You may know that there are a couple of organisations that have really uh, maxed out on this. But I guess if you wanted to use your own trigger, if you're one of those families who make homemade Christmas crackers and you want to put your own questions in, <sighs> um, what's more important to you at the very end of your life? how many more months and weeks and days you might survive with lots and lots of intensive treatment or the quality of your living with not such intense treatment. So would you go for quality or would you go for length of life if you had to make that choice? And, you know, if you're a young person with your life before you or you're the parent of young children, you might make one decision and as you get older and have fewer responsibilities, you might make a different decision. So you don't decide once and then that's it for all time. These are questions that need to be revised over time. Uh, do you want to be buried or cremated? Do you want a natural burial? Uh, those sorts of things about funerals. Uh, do you want lots of treatment? What's your view about cardiopulmonary resuscitation, which has a very, very low success rate in people who are already very, very ill, but is a very intrusive thing to happen at a deathbed? Um, so these are really important things for families to talk about. But you can start light. Um, what song would you like at your funeral is a good opener. That gets you into the death zone without it being too gloomy. Mm -hmm. Do you want people to wear black at your funeral or should they wear lots of colours? Will your funeral serve champagne or will it serve coffee? Uh, there are ways into this that then allow people to then develop the theme. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. That was all such wonderfully concrete information around a topic that seems so amorphous and billowy. If there's one central message about about end of life that you wish everyone listening would take away with them, what would that be? That the process itself is natural and gentle, that getting symptoms sorted out early is really key to being comfortable during the very end of life. And that suffering seems to be more about the emotions that are unresolved than about the physical symptoms that are unresolved. So let's deal with 
difficult relationships and sadnesses in our lives as early in our lives as we can, as soon as we can seek a reconciliation, because those seem to become the very big things at the very end of life. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 